Storytelling is marketing's oxygen. Your brand cannot survive without it. Hi, my name is Nyquia, and I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, a global digital marketing agency. I have mastered the art of storytelling and marketing strategy from the greatest storyteller of all time. Yes, girl, you got that right. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The Scriptures, Stories, and Strategies podcast is here to help faith-based content creators create a universal community within their online business that sparks engagement, prompts actions, and generates income using lessons from the only business book you really need, your Bible. Let's begin. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. If you are new and skip past that introduction, you probably have no clue who I am. Well, I'm your host, Nyquia, the founder of The Marketing Profit, which is a Christian-based global SEO marketing agency for e-commerce brands. And we help e-commerce businesses increase their global reach and visibility, their website traffic, and sales through the world's largest search engines like Google and Pinterest. But the purpose of this podcast is to help Christian female entrepreneurs like you infuse more of their faith and God's words within their marketing and business strategies. And I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business plans, trials, and successes as your number one business partner. So we're just on a roll with guests this season. And some of you listening have reached out to me and told me how much you're loving it. So Today, we have yet another special guest host that I know you all will love. And before I introduce our guest, I want to share today's uh, episode topic, which is today we're going to be talking about God's presence and purpose in our work. And we're basing this off the story of Ruth today. So if you do have the option to have your Bible in front of you right now, um, definitely flip to um, Ruth and because we're going to be focusing on that uh, chapter today uh, with this episode. So our guest today is Dr. Amber Joy Daniel, who is a prophetic teacher, worshiper, author, wife, and mother who brings a lightness to the ardor of self-work. And as a destiny strategist, she has led her clients experiencing monumental shifts, namely in the arenas of marriage, finance, career, clarity, and inner healing. Also, her training and leadership alongside decades of ministry and counseling has afforded her a unique perspective. And as a result, Dr. Amber cuts to the root of the issues and communicates cutting edge kingdom applications for unique situations. Her years as an educator and radio broadcast professional makes her effective as a communicator. And also, she has a book called Destiny Survivor, and it's a game changer for those looking for inspiration to refuse the fate handed to them and the gumption to seize their destiny. Also, Dr. Amber's passion is to train others to overcome challenges and fulfill their destiny. And now, without further ado, I'm going to welcome on Dr. Amber. Dr. Amber, how are you? Oh, so fine, Nikria. Thank you so, so much. It's an honor. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I always, um, when I have guests on this podcast, I always like to have you guys share like three random facts about you. I know I just, you know, said exactly who you are, but I'd love to hear more about you and just three random facts that our audience may not know about you. So I became a first time mother at 43. Wow. Um, I have eight chickens. And, um, wow. I, I have a Caribbean accent. I was raised on the islands, but I now live in Ohio. Not, okay, those are definitely three amazing random facts. That is so cool. Can I? What island are you from? 
Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad, you know, okay, I was going to say that, but I get the accents of Trinidad and Guyana mixed up. Um, I, so I, was like, I don't want to assume, but I know they're so close together, but I, definitely on my list, Trinidad. <laughs> so, okay. So I stated before, we're diving into today's episode using the story of Ruth. Um, however, I want to talk about Naomi first, um, for those of you that are listening. And if you have not read the story of Ruth, I, I actually would love for you to pause this episode and actually read the story of Ruth, take notes, meditate on that um, that chapter, and then come back to this episode because you'll have a better understanding of what we're about to talk about. But once again, before I actually talk about Ruth, I want to talk about Naomi first because I believe many of us can find ourselves in her position when it comes to business decisions or life choices. Now, from Ruth chapter 1, verses 6 through 15, we see Naomi, who is a widow who has just lost her two sons and has given up and is trying to force her daughter-in-law to move on with their lives as well. And Naomi, at this point, felt as if she was being punished, and we could assume she thought her destiny to be over. So, Dr. Amber, I would love for you to share with us how, as entrepreneurs, or even if you're in a career right now, uh, two to three ways, and even scripture references that we can use to overcome feeling lost within our career or entrepreneurial journey. That could be such good questions. And yeah, so honored to be able to share this with your tribe. So, three ways that any entrepreneur, especially women entrepreneurs, can overcome that feeling of being lost. I would say know, see, and act. So three things, but know, K-N-O-W, see, S-W-E, and act, A-C-T. And where I'm going with this is, firstly, let's look at, um, you know, Psalm 139, that whole Psalm, that whole chapter talks about, well, where, Lord, where can I go from your presence? flee from your face everywhere that I go you will find me and so in your career you could feel stuck lost unseen you could feel like nobody knows where I am know first of all that God knows where you are there is nowhere that you can go from his presence and so we appeal to him to locate us and to restore us to the path the career path, the entrepreneurial path, the destiny path that he created us, originally destined, wanted, desired that we would be on. To help us to, to see this path. Just knowing calms things down. That lets some of that pressure out from the pressure part, you know? Mm -hmm. Just calms things down so that you are able to take the next step, which is let's look into scripture then. Let's look into who God says that I am. Let's look into, and that leads us to the see. You have to be able to see any entrepreneur, any career woman is Romans 8.28. Yes, I love that. And for those of you that are listening, I actually want to read Romans 8.28. And I'm reading from the ESV version, but it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so all of these things work together for good. So it's Lord, show me the good that is working here. And I mean, we could juxtapo juxtaposition that against uh, Psalm 119 verse 130 that says, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to those who don't yet understand. Lord, I don't, I don't understand what is going on here. Help me to see. And you know, Naomi 
that was her experience. All of these things were lost and she saw something. She heard, she heard. You know, um, there's another verse that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of the Lord. She heard a word, bread back home. And she was from Bethlehem, the house of bread. And I mean, I had no intentions of saying this, but why did they even leave the house of bread in the first place where the mm -hmm. promised provision was to go to Moab, a country that was cursed. Yep. But God is still able to make all things, all, and all means all things work together for good. Yes, and I want to actually reiterate what you just said. So for those of you who have not read Ruth or if you have read Ruth, what she's referring to really happens in the first chapter of Ruth. Now, um, Naomi, she moves from Bethlehem to Moab due to a famine. And we know that a famine was sometimes a divine scourge um, but it could also advance God's purposes, just like it did for the sons of Israel's, uh, the son of Israel and Joseph's time. And so they left the city of Bethlehem to a country that what uh, Dr. Amber said, a country that's not made from bread. And a thing that I also want to say is that Moab was a country that was across the Dead Sea from Judah and was actually one of Israel's traditional enemies. Another thing is uh, Moabite wives. So Ruth was actually a Moabite. That's where Naomi's sons uh, that she had with, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but with El Melech, um, she had two sons and these sons married Moabite wives. Now, Ruth's husband was Malone and there was no like uh, formal prohibition against marrying Moabites. But the thing is, a marriage to Moabites was discouraged because of their commitment to other gods such as Molech and Balaam. Um, and so it was just, you know, it was kind of discouraged to do that. So they left the land of bread and they basically ended up staying in Moab for about 10 years, I believe it was. And basically this wasn't a plan that they decided to do. They wanted to stay, I'm, I'm assuming, in the city of Bethlehem. Um, now in verse, in Ruth uh, chapter one, verse five, it says she was left without. And so Naomi was the last remaining person in her family after her kids died besides her daughters-in-law. And El Elmelech had no immediate living brothers. So a childless widow was in a precarious position, lacking long-term financial support. Thus, she did need a community. So even though that they left Bethlehem to go to Moab, which may not have been in God's plan for them, just because there was a famine in Bethlehem, it may not have been in God's plan for them to leave. But you see how she ended up returning back to Bethlehem in a way that she never would have thought of. And then God's plan still presumed. So whenever you get off the path of what God is calling you to do, just know that he always reroutes you. So I just love that you brought that up, Dr. Amber. So the last thing here then is to act. And this is one of the places where Naomi really changed everything about her life because she could have heard that there was bread and meat and food back home and thought to herself, well, I'm already here in Moab. I'm already old. The, the husband and the boys are gone. Why Why even go back? Mm -hmm. It's just me. There's no destiny left. Why even go back? But no, she acted. 
And if we could see it through to get to the acting part, then we're good. To act is to flip the script, really. Oh, and that's what she did. Even though the script was, it was just her alone, you know, that destiny, that whole thing was over. She was like, mm -mm. I'm well equipped to still live life out to the full. There's a specific thing you could do that really changes everything. When I say flip the script, we really flip the script. Mm -hmm. Find somebody else who is not quite where you are. Who No, somebody who is teachable, right? Okay. Someone who will not. We are warned in the Bible not to cast our pearls before swine. Unless they throw away your pearls and then turn around and rend you. So be discerning. Holy Spirit will lead you to someone. Someone will be highlighted. Someone will come into your heart. So ask the Lord to highlight who. And he will show you who to mentor. What that does to your psyche is that it takes you out of the I am stuck and I am a victim mode mm -hmm. into I have the answers. I can help you navigate from where you are to where you need to be. I love how you broke down that question into three parts. Um, you said know, see, and act. And then because I believe for the ones that are listening to this episode right now, I believe the acting part is the hardest part, right? And I love how you gave a strategy on how to act. Um, you know, mentor somebody, um, you know, pray, ask God to, you know, put somebody into your life to help mentor someone who's willing to listen, who is teachable. Um, and that's a certain way you can act. So I love how you just not, you didn't answer that. You not only did you answer that question, but you gave a solution. Um, and I'm pretty sure our listeners are going to love that. Now, uh, Dr. Amber, I want to talk about determination and the importance of having a vision. Because we see in Ruth chapter one, I believe verses 15 through 18, that Ruth is determined to stay with Naomi, even after a few rejections, right? Now, Ruth could have been like Orpah and left after, you know, one rejection. And if she did, she would have missed out on great blessings, like meeting Boaz and being in the bloodline of Jesus Christ. So when I personally look at hard times within my own business um, or my own entrepreneurship journey, I could either be a Ruth and stick it out or be an Orpah and give it up and go back to what I'm comfortable with. So I would love for you, Dr. Amber, to share with us how to stay determined in rough times. So like, can you share with us on how to know if we should be an Orpah and give up on our business endeavors? I, I guess not give up, but how do we know when, okay, this is not the right path anymore? Um, are there signs to look out for? And then also, do you have any scripture references to, to back that up? So I know I asked like two questions in one, but um, yeah, how we can stay determined in tough times. How do we know if it is the right time to take a different path and um, what signs to look out for? That's a loaded question. Yes, it is. <laughs> really good, really good question. So let me see if I could uh, do that question justice. So you started with vision. Vision is critical. Vision. With regard to scripture, we know that without a, a vision, the people perish. And we also know that where there is no vision, and, and vision is also revelation of what needs to happen, the people cast off restraint. Habakkuk 2.2 tells us that we are to write the vision God gives about what I see for my own life. For those who believe in prophecy, write that down. What was the last prophetic word that you received? For those of you who received dreams, what was the last dream that you had about your future and your destiny? If you've never had any of those, then what was the last dream that you just had for your life? Those come from God too. 
mm-hmm. and they don't have to be dramatic. A stranger doesn't have to come and say, Thus says the Lord. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. It could just be from the time you were a little girl, you just knew that you knew that you knew you were going to have your own business and you were going to do hair and makeup. And so when there is that vision that you're talking about, you could not only walk it out, but you could run because the, the speed of life, entrepreneurship requires speed. Success likes momentum. So you've got to go, even money likes momentum. So you're going to have to run. So to accomplish purpose and fulfill your destiny, vision is an imperative. If your GPS could figure out where you are and get you back on track, rerouting, rerouting, rerouting is the God of heaven whom you serve, not able to reroute you, to get you back where you're supposed to be, know that he will give you the vision. And just ask, Nakria, all the listeners have to do, these precious, beautiful entrepreneurs and career women, you are encouraging week by week, stewarding before the Lord week by week. All they have to do is ask him. Mm. But remind me, what was I born to do again? What is my kingdom assignment again? So even if it means pushing through hard times, vision will help you get there. Even if it means stopping this one thing that I've always been doing and switching to something else, vision will get you there. Vision is the key that unlocks the door to the future. Even Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. That's John 5, So guys, it's really, really easy. We don't even have to come up with it. It is your father who is working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So he's got the idea. He already knows how you're going to figure it out, how you're going to get it done, how it's going to get from where you are to where he dreamed that it would be. And so it's imperative that we're able to see to have a vision of what God is doing in us, in you. Yes, I love that. I love how you really just broke it down to all we have to do is ask or be reminded or like how you said, reroute. Um, because sometimes we do, if we're caught up in something and we're just lost and we're like, no, this is not working. Um, sometimes it is possible that you lose that vision and all you have to do is ask. You know, um, and like how you said, you know, God knows everything. So why not ask the creator of you? Why not ask him exactly everything he has, you know, planned out for you? Ask him to redirect you because maybe you went down the, a different path um, or you tried to do it your own way. Um, all you have to do is tap back into communication with him simply through prayer and ask him and he will he will let you know in a way that makes sense for you he speaks to us in different ways the way he may speak to me is different the way he may speak to you and trust me if you ask him and you already believe he's going to answer you then he's going to give you the answer that you're looking for in a way that's going to like be um be very clear for you it won't be confusing it'll be like ah okay thank you okay i'm gonna get back on track this is what i need to do so thank you for that answer now i do want to talk about ruth's like let's say quote unquote first day at work right and how god's divine plan was orchestrated through the divine meeting of ruth and boaz see 
Because in order, so for those that are you listening, if you haven't read the story, I hope you have, but in order to provide for Naomi and herself, she had to glean for crops from reapers. So basically, um, this was like a lowly position to be in, mostly done by widows, poor people, orphans, or foreigners. Um, so, and if you don't know what gleaning is, it's basically picking up after farmers like leftover crops. So these were like leftover foods. So you can think of today's time like uh, dumpster diving or something like that. Now, it just so happened that the last day, I mean, sorry, it just so happened that the day that she did show up to do some work and gather food, she was actually at the right place at the right time in the right field because this was, and this was no coincidence. So some of us are in jobs that we hate, right? Or we're in jobs just to get by, or some of us have a vision of starting our own businesses, but work a demanding full-time job and may not want to just quit because we just don't like that uncomfortable feeling of not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from. Or maybe some of us have started a business, but just aren't seeing the hard work pay off. So taking the divine intervention between Ruth and Boaz and what happened in that field and comparing that to maybe your career or our entrepreneur journey, um, Dr. Amber, can you share with us exactly how God works through our work? Like, how can we be sure that what we're pursuing is a part of God's destiny for furthering his kingdom? Well, that's such a good question. So how does God work exactly through our work? I'd like to then define work. I'd like to define work really simply for us as co-creating with God. I love that. So many of us, See work as many things. I, and I, you fill in the blank. You could write work to me means, and you could put it in the security of a paycheck, a roof over our heads, ardor, um, hard, unfruitful, disappointing, fulfilling, living the dream. I don't know what work has been to you, but I'd like to reframe work for us as co-creating with God. And so right there, we begin to answer the question and how God works through our work. Let's go back to the first person who worked. God did. Yep. And on the seventh day, he rested from his work. And what was all of his work? Creating. And you are just like your father. You were created to work. And what was he doing when he worked? Creating. What are you supposed to be doing when you work? Creating. Mm. And so through your work, let's process that. What are you creating? And for people who have their own entrepreneurial dream and they're on their entrepreneurial journey, that is probably a little easier to answer than somebody who works in an office, right? Well, I'm, I'm stuck in corporate. Or I'm, all I do is file papers at a lawyer's office. Well, let's, let's drill down on that a little deeper. Those papers that you are filing, what are they helping facilitate? What are they helping to create? You might be, well, Amber, we register companies, new companies. Well, that's great entrepreneurship. You are creating. You are co-creating because entrepreneurship is one of the best, if not the best, fastest path to true freedom, to time and, and wealth, money, freedom, family time, the best, fastest way to get there, if not the way to get there is through entrepreneurship. So 
even though today you're filing papers there, you're co-creating because you're facilitating people's path to freedom. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Amber, but I am a sanitation engineer. I clean the train station. But if you're listening to this podcast, there is an entrepreneurial dream inside of you. Mm -hmm. You make spaces clean and beautiful. You help people to be able to settle down and focus. You're still co-creating. And I would say if that is your gift, put that on steroids. There are people who would pay to have certain places clean. And there's a way that you do clean that other people don't do clean. I, I remember I, I used to direct um, a facility at one point and ooh, we were very picky about the children. We, we had uh, children there and we were very picky about who cleaned. And, and there, there were companies that we asked not to come again and other companies we tried to get on their waiting list wow. because everybody does not do cleaning the way you do. And so don't look down on your gift thinking, well, we just, I'm just a house cleaner. Come on, vision, vision with your father. What is he dreaming for you? With this cleaning business, are there lawyers' offices? Are there doctors' offices? Are there nurseries? Are there businesses with nurseries? Are there places where they don't want just they don't just want clean? They want your version of clean, which is you can eat spaghetti off the floor. What is your father dreaming? Like Jesus, see what he sees. Then go do that. Live that out. That is work. Now, if we're not doing that, then all you need to do is find out the vision, like we said again, and then rerouting, rerouting. And it doesn't have to be an immediate bait and switch. Just in the same way that when we're getting off a major highway, I-95, and you realized, oh no, I was supposed to take exit 247 that I passed two miles ago. You see, I was talking to Nyquia on the phone and I didn't hear when the GPS was trying to tell me I needed to take the exit. What do I do? We go up to the next exit and we take a ramp. Jesus is very gifted at making off ramps so that you can safely circle back and get on the other side of the highway, going in the direction back to where you needed to go. That's what Naomi did. She went back. She It was a major reroute. She was like, uh-oh, very costly trip to Moab. Rerouting, rerouting. Lost her husband and two boys on the way. Rerouting back to home, back to the house of bread, back to Bethlehem. And so that's kind of what is at the heart of your second question there, Nakria, isn't it? Yes. How can I be sure Yeah, that what I am pursuing is part of God's destiny for furthering his kingdom? Now, guys, to be honest, I can't tell you. I also just want to say the biggest part that stuck out to me, and for those of you that are listening, is don't take the position you're in right now. So whether you're in a job that you don't hate or you're struggling to start your business and working a full-time job, don't let what you're doing right now 
discourage you from the vision and like how you said it all starts from that vision as long as you have a vision don't let where you're at right now discourage you and you never know what you're doing right now could be a skill that you would need to help further uh to help get you to your vision or when you're in your vision you're going to be happy that you were in that position you were in um because you needed that skill so just like the whole like the sanitary engineer like you know, you're the best cleaner. You don't know how that can apply to your actual vision in the future and how the skills you learn, or even you may meet somebody that can help you get further in that vision. So it doesn't matter where you are right now. If you're in a corporate job and you're like, you know what? I know I meant to run my own business. Well, you don't know the skills that you have that are done well for you in that job will translate very well to you owning your own business. And you would not be successful in that business that you have a vision for and that God has a vision for you if you don't complete this first. And so I just love how you basically said, you know, don't make an excuse for where you are right now because there's something, there's something in what you're doing right now that you can find value out of. doesn't matter what position you're in. Thank you for breaking that down. Um, now, I do want to say, so we mentioned the word destiny a few times um, in this podcast, Dr. Amber, and you refer to yourself as a destiny strategist. Can you explain to those that are listening what a destiny strategist is and when would someone need to seek out someone like you? Great question, one that we get all the time. So simply put, destiny is the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person, um, a thing that is in the future for you. But I want to make a, a distinction between fate, F-A-T-E, mm -hmm. and destiny. Hmm. And it's, it's one of the things that separates destiny from everything else. Uh, people say, well, it's up to fate, or if fate allows fate is that script that has been handed to you and in my life i come from very humble beginnings and my mom was a high school dropout a teen pregnant uh she she became pregnant while a teenager and that was her fate and that was her mom's fate and that was the fate of her mom before her wow. and that was supposed to be my fate Wow. And my parents decided, uh-oh, haha, we've been struck by fate. And they didn't, I don't think they distilled this the way that I'm telling you now, but they were the first ones to make the choice. All right. Hmm. This is where we are. High school dropouts, two of them. We will take our destiny. They got married and they vowed that they would only have children with each other. I am the first of that union. And up to their later years, they were choosing destiny in their silver years. And so that is, this is a good point in case you are a Naomi, in the Naomi of your life, mm -hmm. but you always wanted to be Dr. Maya Angelou, excuse me. You were called to something that you don't have to do everything young. That's true. Yeah. As a destiny strategist, my job is to help you get that vision. Mm -hmm. Determine what your destiny is. And we've got lots of tools and modalities that we use to help you do that. And a strategist is someone who could help you, someone who is skilled at planning action or policy, especially in war and politics. And guys, taking your destiny requires war, requires politics. When you have no money 
and you just got that job at that top firm and you don't have money to take the train that morning, that is war. You have to become resourceful. When that opportunity comes to take up that marketing plan and it, it kicks off at Thanksgiving, it kicks off for Black Friday. And you know that if you could only get that offer out, if you, like we is all about marketing, if you could only get that marketing blitz out, it will put you on the map. You have to become resourceful. That is another word for war. To have your destiny, you are going to have to fight. And as a strategist, I can help, we help bring tried, tested, proven methods, modules, plans, strategies that have worked with quick results, with quick results. You can do it on your own and take X amount of time. Mm -hmm. You can have a mentor or a strategist and do it in one-tenth of the time, one one-hundredth of the time, and so on. And so... Why would you seek someone like us? Well, if you are, if the warfare for your destiny is around feeling stuck like Naomi did, we can help. Like one of our clients in that age bracket, a senior VP at a large financial corporation, she felt that way, stuck. We're talking a senior VP, guys. It wasn't a money issue, but still feeling stuck. Two times divorced. And she felt like she kept going back to the drawing board and, and she could not get unstuck. Today, just after six months of working with us, completely understands what happened, why she was stuck. I remember one day she said, Amber, for all these years, I was stuck. An eight-year-old girl in a bathroom. That's where she was stuck. Something happened at eight years old. Wow. And she remained there. Very successful. Like I say, senior VP, big financial. And I have her permission to share. And of course, I'm being, I'm not sharing what company, I'm not sharing, you know, but very, very successful and stuff. So if you're like Naomi, you've had success, you can seek us out. We help with that. Or you might be like Orca, you know, rejected, sent back home. You feel like I've lost the battle. Um, you know, another one of our clients, she was a teacher sent home after COVID. She thought dance. <laughs> well, who are we going to fight? <laughs> do that i mean there's so many things you could do online mm -hmm. but you know correcting their form and home for two years after working with us for eight weeks got her first job changed state wow eight weeks after that yeah she was selected and hunted for another job and when they told her how much she was like no thank you so much i make now they called her back call your number she talked with her parents. She thought about it. She talked with God, called her number. They said, we can do that. How soon can you start? With blessings from the eyes, eyes. And, and you see how nobody has the vision like you and God, right? I was mm -hmm. concerned that this was a good position that she got. And here, just two months in, I was like, uh, will they, you know, I, I was, I'm thinking of having a very, a delicate conversation about how she's going to talk with them. They're like, no, step, no, 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 you go, you go, you go. And I was like, what, what? <laughs> you know, only God can do this kind of thing with their blessings. We knew you were more than this job. We knew that you were going to leave us eventually. We're happy for you. You go get what you're supposed to get. I'm like, what? Mind blown. I am mind blown. And so now 
Uh, she's just moved to her brand new apartment. No more flatmates for her. And, <laughs> and it's just so exciting. Um, or you might feel like Ruth. You've been the good girl. You've been loyal. You did what everybody asked you to do. Um, but you felt, you still feel like you're meant for more. And it looks real low and humble now. You know, like, like Ria, you said it so well. She was picking up the scraps that the farmers and their servants, it wasn't even Boaz was the real farmer. These were his servant boys. So she was lower than the servants, whatever they left behind. But her excellence, you know, even her excellence and her, 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 that excellent spirit that was within her. And I, I'm digressing, but, but this was just so strong. She went to work there one day mm -hmm. and by lunchtime, everybody knew there is something about this girl. Yep. So much so that they mention it to the boss. The way to move up is that even in the lowliest of positions, you bring your excellence to bear. And don't even if the people around you are grumbling about, who does she feel she is? This heifer. I am the daughter of God, okay? And you do you, baby girl, and let me do me. If you feel like, to, 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 to sweep the train station, you must wear full makeup and put your wig and your weave on, right? You do that. You don't know who is passing, who is seeing you. Yep. So you might feel like Ruth and you might feel like nobody. I've been doing that, Dr. Amber, but nobody's been seeing. We can help there too. And then finally, we're, we're having a really nice situation where some Boaz is. In case you're a Boaz and you're listening, uh, some Boazes are reaching out to us now because they're realizing that they need help in destiny. And um, one of the more exciting ones is that one such, uh, we we went to this event and uh, some of our girls and this guy was there. We didn't really have, he was one of our first two guys and he and one of our girls met each other in person and got married after seven days. Wow. And they're doing great. Doing well. Whether you are Naomi, we can help. Orpa, we can help. Ruth, we can help. And of late, if you're a Boaz who doesn't mind having a female mentor, friend, strategist, we we can help. I love that. I love how you broke down each um character and related that to what somebody's going through in life. And so um, just like what Dr. Amber was saying, guys, if you fall into a Naomi, if you fall into a Ruth or for a Boaz, like there is room to, for a destiny strategist to help you out. And I also love the fact that you uh, define the difference between a, a destiny and fate, because for the longest time, I thought they actually meant the same thing. So it was very interesting hearing you, you know, explain the difference of them. And that plays a huge role in what you do. So thank you for sharing that and the stories. Um, those were just amazing stories to hear. And now the last thing I want to ask you, um, Dr. Amber, before we end this episode is um, you have a book that's called Destiny Survivor. I would love for you if you could share with us what this book is about um, and what made you write it. And then if you also have any other projects that you're working on or any services that you would love to tell the audience about for those who may be interested. And whatever, you, whatever Dr. Amber says, guys, I'm going to have it down in the show notes so that way you can access any of the resources that she was going to talk about. But I would love for you to share more about Destiny Survivor and any other projects you're working on. Okay, so uh, Destiny Survivor is the story of Ruth. Well, it's a story of Ruth, Naomi, not Orpah. I, I didn't get a clearance to write on her, but Boaz and how they rejected 
the script that life gave them and chose destiny. Now we do take poetic license, um, but the, the, I've always been fascinated by the story of Ruth and there are just so many details in yeah. there about bloodlines. A Moabite was never, never, never supposed to have even come into Israel, married into that tribe, into that people's. And then there was Ruth. She wasn't even simply um, married into the tribe. She was in the lineage of Jesus. Like, what? And so when we talk about overcoming obstacles, that is the ultimate redemption. And there are just so many details that I thought, you know, even a stage or a sermon, I wouldn't be able to get all these details in. And growing up as an avid reader, always wanting to find content that was uplifting, intriguing, um, not boring. And, and, and so you kind of have the, it's, it's nice and pleasant to read, but it's dark with things that don't reflect my values. And, you know, you want to leave a, you want to read a love story that is not visual porn, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, they're in, um, a small market of, of good and sweet and clean and pure novels out there. Um, but I really loved reading and I would have loved to see this written with, you know, a little bit of stories behind the stories. And uh, this is what I heard. Yeah, well, why don't you write it? I was like, oh. <laughs> and so for those who really like to read, it's a story that you know, but with historical details that you probably never considered mm -hmm. and i'm married to a historian so an historian so uh we did a lot of research i did a lot of research into the customs of the time because i it, that was a question that always bothered me mm -hmm. elimelech that, that was her husband's name it meant my lord is the king why would someone named my lord is the king okay i'm looking at the time my lord is the king and they lived in Bethlehem, the house of bread, in a famine. I don't care that that was a famine. And her name meant, Naomi means fruitful, pleasant, flourishing. Firstly, why would you name your two sons weakly and sickly? Mm. Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And so out of my abundance of questions, even as, like we are, you know, as we read the word, I've always had these questions. And the story flowed from there. Wow. And so these are not, what what is written there is my attempt at weaving the history together to see what may have been. Um, but the story of destiny is clearly woven throughout. And um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not accepting fate, but uh, really taking destiny. And uh, there are two other projects, two other destiny taking characters in the scripture that they're not um very deeply spoken about but again these questions these questions um and so these individuals I really admire like I did Ruth and Naomi and um so their destiny stories have piqued my interest over the years and these projects will be forthcoming in 2023 nice so next year yeah yeah Wow. I love uh, bibl biblical, like, um, 
fiction or nonfiction books for the simple fact is that you do get that like we don't know well uh you know we don't know the whole background of the story especially given in context of what was happening in history at that time and it's just nice to put um like a full picture together even like I would love for like someone to write a book on Orpha like, you know what happened when she did leave and how was her life how did her life end you know and you know what was her destiny after she decided to make that choice and so um I love how you you weave history in with um with biblical stories and uh, it just gives us a full 100% round view of who these characters were. And I love that you did that. And for those of you that are listening, I will link her, uh, the Destiny Survivor book down below so you can check it out. I will also link um, Dr. Amber's website below so you can learn more about her work as a Destiny strategist and how you can get involved with her. I will also leave her website because you never know, she might, you know, send an email out about um her like a hint on who these these two projects are about who are these other um you know destiny survivors are which i'm interested uh, myself who these books are going to be about so once again i just want to thank you so much dr amber for coming on this podcast and just really putting your um you know the your background and your profession into this topic of the story of ruth i can tell it means so much for you i mean you wrote a book about it um and the questions that you have and i love how you applied uh, these so beautifully to um, our entrepreneurship journey or starting a business or even in a, a career that you're in. I just want to thank you for that. Uh, before we leave off, is there anything else that you would like to say to those that are listening? Yes, yes. So, Nakuya, you are doing amazing work. Thank you so much for trusting me to share with your tribe. And guys, I'm telling you, you don't know. This is a very good story. Very good steward, a very good gatekeeper. Not any and anybody can come here. She's selecting the creme de la creme for you. I'm letting you know you can trust her. You can trust her. So, like we, I'm very honored. Thank you. Um, I'd like to give a gift to everybody listening. One of the things that we help people with right away is visioning where you are in life and destiny. Mm -hmm. And it takes just about three minutes for you to see based on four pillars, fitness, finance, family, and fulfillment, a snapshot, just to get a snapshot of where you are in life and destiny. We've got a di diagnostic that can help you do that. It's free of charge. It's just yours to do. It's, um, it's pitch you to score. And you could find that at www.destiny diagnostic.com it doesn't ask for your name we just need your email to send the score to you but it's um totally confidential i don't even know who you are unless your email is nikuya <laughs> <laughs> and it was an honor to be here and share a little bit from the book of Ruth. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you so much, Dr. Amber. And I will leave the link down to uh, what she was describing down below so you guys can take that as well. Um, without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And I will talk to you later. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Do you feel that? That heat? that fuel 
girl. That's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Field friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.